Well, hey, deal makers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Really excited that you're here with us. We got something a little different for you today. We're going to do a grand experiment, and that is we're going to follow someone around, someone completely new. In fact, they're they're 18 years old, barely out of high school. We're going to follow them around literally in real time on our social media channels, and we're going to see how he does getting into syndication. And so this is an interview with with him today. His name is Alex Mandaro, and we're going to learn a little bit about his backstory and what motivates him, why he thinks he can be successful. And we're going to put it all out there. He's going to be working with us in our programs, and we're going to watch him in real time. We're going to look and see how successful he is and what his struggles are. And uh, gosh, if he fails, then we're going to do a, a debrief on that. So this is kind of be a grand experiment. Not sure how it's going to go. And we're going to talk to him on this show. Super interesting background. Just uh, as a reminder, you can download all of our free resources at themichaelblank.com forward slash vault. It's called our Freedom Vault, where we have our free ebook to raise money, how to analyze deals. Uh, our calculators are in there. Um, uh, introduction to passive investing. Everything's in one easy to find place. It's the Freedom Vault at themichaelblank.com forward slash vault. I am sure you're going to find it super valuable. I want to give a, a shout out to Matt Mendez, uh, who left us a review on Apple iTunes for the podcast. I've been listening to his podcast since it started. And I absolutely love it. That's a lot of episodes there, Matt. It's 300 episodes. It's motivated me in more ways than anyone can imagine. So Matt, thank you for that review. I really, really appreciate that. And uh, I want to just a, a little background on Alex here before we get into, into the show. I mean, he's got a pretty interesting why. I mean, for an 18-year-old, he's actually got a why that he's written down, which is pretty cool. And he wants to help make the world a better place. And he realizes that financial freedom will empower him to do that because when he's working 50 hours, it's tougher, it's much tougher. And uh, he's uh, super young. He's 18 years old. He hasn't even finished his high school career yet. And, uh, you know, he's foregoing college to invest in himself in this journey, this dealmaker journey to financial freedom. And he agreed to document his real estate journey with us on social media channels. So today is the first reality-style documentary series where we're launching this thing. We're going to bring him in, give you a, a behind-the-scenes look into the life and times of our newest, youngest multifamily syndicator. Let's get right into the interview with Alex Mandero. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. This is the show for you. Alex, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. So you are our, our youngest mentoring student we've ever had. And I, I talked to you, you know, a little while ago and I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just floored because, you know, here you are. Are you out of high school yet? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Okay, because you probably get some whatever advanced credits or whatever. And so you probably are. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Well, you're a great example of of someone who, you know, obviously doesn't have any previous experience and you don't necessarily have a rich uncle either. So you're getting started with this and you, you know, you joined a mentoring program, which is a significant investment. But, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit, why you did that, especially at this juncture, when most people wait a few years, you know, they have to get a few years of, of painful W-2 job under their belt before they go, oh my gosh, I can't do that for the next 30 years, you know? Yeah. And it was a little different for you. Um, now, talk a little bit about your your background. So how did you first get the idea of of real estate? How did that come about? Yeah. So I, I've always been pretty entrepreneurial, if you will, always trying to think of creative ways to make money and you know grow business because I'm very business oriented. So I, I've always wanted to have a business. Where does that come from? Is that just you just kind of came out of the womb like that? Or are you surrounded by other entrepreneurs? 
I want to say I came out of the womb like that because that's not <laughs> really, really been like, yeah, I, I was very lucky to be born with that. Well, that's amazing because I was, I'm a born entrepreneur, but I didn't realize it until it was my mid thirties. Like it was like latent, you know? And with you, you just go like, are you growing up? Like, oh, I must start a new bi- business. So, okay. So, all right. So what did you, what did you do early on? Like how did that manifest itself? Well, how, how far back do you want me to go? Because I can go back to like eight years old making a lemonade stand. All right. We'll start there. I, I love that. That was pretty much the extent of the <laughs> that story. That was it. Yeah. 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 But I'd say it like it really started to pick up probably, I want to say three, four years ago. I'm really good with numbers and math and stuff like that. So I've been working for my parents doing bookkeeping and stuff like that. So I really built my spreadsheet number crunching skills. And at one point, I thought I wanted to be a day trader, right? The Everyone wants to be a day trader at some point. And then I realized, you know, sitting in front of a computer all day, I it drives me nuts because I'm also a people person. And so I like people and I like business. And so I like a business where I have people there. Yeah. And so yeah, spreadsheets won't won't necessarily do that. Now, quick question. Why were you doing spreadsheets for your parents? Are they are they entrepreneurs, business owners? Or tell me a little bit about your parents. Yes. My parents own a restaurant in in little quaint Stewart, Florida. Okay. And so you were doing some of the books for them uh, at the yeah. time. Cool. So obviously figured out day trading wasn't for me. And I I was telling you a little while ago that I go on book binging. I, I just buy a bunch of books on Amazon every once in a while because I love reading. And so I ended up coming across your book, the fancy yellow book. And I'm going to be honest, it sat on my shelf for a little while just because I never got to it. And when I picked up the book, I was kind of on a little real estate kick, like trying to learn because that's what I wanted to do. I saw myself doing that in the future. And I picked up the book and read it in a day. It totally blew me away. I was not expecting to be able to do what I wanted to do so soon because I always had you know, the preconceived notion, you need so much money to get into real estate that it doesn't make sense until way later on. And so here I am today, knowing that you can get into real estate without a lot of money and without a lot of experience. And this is great because, you know, you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, probably, you know, probably one of the f- first books you've read. And, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I found that it's, my, my experience has been is that you read this book and it plants this crazy seed of passive income in your brain. You're like, <gasps> passive income. That's the coolest thing. And of course, Robert Kiyosaki talks about cash flow business and the cash flow quadrant and real estate. But what he fails to tell you is, well, how to actually, what kind of cash flow business and what kind of real estate, right? So it's left to the reader to figure out. Well, most readers, they're watching HGTV, flip this house, flip that house, you know, flip every house. They, they, you know, they're on, on bigger pockets in the Burr method, right? So everyone's thinking, I'm going to start flipping houses. I'm going to landlord, right? And somehow we got to you before then, which is, which is really cool. Now, what led you to believe that you could actually skip that step? Well, funny enough, uh, for a couple of weeks before I picked up your book, I was actually learning about flipping and I was considering doing that. But once I picked up the book, I said, there is no way I am going to be doing flipping. Not a chance in the world. I need to be a syndicator. That's pretty interesting. And you, you, you went through, you jumped through various mindset hoops pretty rapidly, which is pretty amazing because you're still young and adaptable, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So you kind of, but, but you skipped a, f- a few steps there because it takes a lot of people sometimes years to figure that out. And one of the, I mean, I've talked about flipping houses because it's, it's what everybody does. Every meetup talks about flipping houses. And the problem is when you shift to apartment buildings, okay? When you say, hey, Alex, you know, you should skip the house flipping stuff because the real money is made with apartments, right? And the biggest right. objection that pops up in people's minds is, 
well, that's great, Michael, but I don't have the experience. Let me get some. I don't have the money. Let me get some, you know, by basically right. investing in single family houses for five or 10 years, and then I'll come back to it. And I found also that before you can take any kind of action, you have to do, you have to believe that you can do something, right? Because if you don't believe you can do something, why would you ever take a step in that direction? That's pointless. So what made you believe? Now, I know, I know you read the book, and so brainwashing at work, I love that. But what made you believe that you, 18-year-old Alex, can actually become a syndicator without any previous experience? Well, I think what I would say, like the, my number one thing is that because I'm so young, I have so much less... I'll call it baggage behind me. So I don't really have many experiences that would point to something saying, yeah, you can't do that. And I've also just, that's kind of just who I am. I've been very lucky to have that kind of mentality. I guess it might've been my parents raised me that way, I guess. They give no credit to your parents, you know, but but yes, they probably (laughs) did. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. And so I think that I just ended up thinking, I, I can do this. I can achieve anything that I want. Now, I, I'm lucky, as I already said, there are many people who don't think that. And I really, I wish that everyone thought that because everyone would prosper so much more if everyone just had the mentality that I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. You just said something. You have to, you don't have any, any baggage. I think this is a real thing. I think as the older you get, I mean, two things happen. One is you become less optimistic, right? If you, if you if you talk to 10-year-olds, whatever, even some teenagers, like the world is their oyster. Everything is everything is ideal. They know everything, of course. And the world is really cool. Everything makes perfect sense. And they're basically on top of the world. And then they get into life. And all of a sudden, life throws them curveballs and it, it rattles them. They're like, oh my gosh, I thought the world was perfect. All of a sudden, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. And you acquire a certain amount of baggage. And I, I find it interesting that you said you don't have any baggage. And so the people watching this who are a little older who might have some baggage, they have this extra step that they have to unlearn things or or put away with things. And you didn't maybe have that as much, which is which is great. You're like, this is great. And you know, you didn't have that. But if, from a mindset perspective, there's a lot of limiting and false beliefs that people have. And I think that's one advantage of young people is, you know, they're just happy go lucky. Which, by the way, I used to be happy go lucky, which is also a downside of that. <laughs> which means, of course, nothing can ever go wrong, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and people who are a little more experienced kind of have, you know, they're like, oh, what can go wrong? I, I want to say that like a lot of the baggage and all those things that like block people's minds most of the time is just from past experiences where people are always told no. So from a child or going on, there's always a million things where your parents say no, your teachers say no, people around you tell you no, that you can't do to s- certain things. And you bring that along with you. And so eventually when you get to something that you totally can do, you think you can't do it because you've got this thing in your head that's telling you, no, you can't do that. So what you're saying is the baggage starts very early on in life. You don't, it doesn't start oh. you know, until you're 25. It can start early on when, when grownups tell you there's something you can't do. And you're like, no, I can do that. Now, the, problem, the difference is you pick something really big, right? I mean, it's right. not like, oh, yeah, I can dig that hole. You know, it's like, hey, I can be a syndicator, right? That's that's right. pretty that's pretty cool. Now, why did you so you're 18 years old, you're technically done. Why did you not pursue college like everybody else around you? Well, it was kind of something that drifted over time. So originally I was like, okay, I'll go to college. I'll I wasn't exactly sure what path I wanted to pursue. And I think that that helped in deciding for me that I wasn't ready to go to college. Because I'm now of the belief that if you don't know what you should do for college, you should wait or not go to college at all. If you, because if you're going to go to college just to go to college, 
that's a waste of money and a waste of time, in my opinion. Well, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. A lot of people disagree with you on that. Of and, course, and, of course. Yeah, but I mean, I, I actually happen to agree with you that if you don't have a plan for college, why make your parents spend a hundred plus grand on you to figure out your life? <laughs> you Definitely. Know? But on the other hand, you you got to figure out life, right? So, I mean, the other counter argument is that college encourages independent living, independent thinking, exposes to other perspectives. Therefore, it actually helps you figure out your life. So if you're not going to college, you know, now you're at home all day on Zoom calls all day. You never go to parties. It's a sad life for a teenager, right? So how... how <laughs> I was never cool enough to get invited <laughs> to parties, Mike. So it helps to be uncool. Yeah, but still, <laughs> yeah. you got this, the, got the, the, the social aspect that you don't get through college. Right. And, you know, how do you then figure out your, your life? You know, should you go right into the, you know, working world? You know, are you skipping a stage of your life or is it all baloney? Well, I'd say that you have to kind of create situations that simulate college if you're not going to go to college. So situations where you're around a lot of people, so you have to network and meet new people because obviously that that's kind of a lot of what college is meeting new people and the living on your own aspect maybe you do things on your own you try and figure things out if you have to maybe move out those are all things that you kind of want to simulate college if you're not going to go to college because that is the one aspect i would say that people are right about is it does teach you how to live by yourself and if you don't get that you're kind of at a disadvantage yeah. So one of the things I found when I first started one of my own is that my friends and family were not the most supportive, right? Because you're going off the deep end, you know, it will clearly end in catastrophic failure. And so how do your friends react to your decision? Well, I, I would say that actually a lot of my friends totally understood. And some of my friends are doing the same thing as me, not necessarily pursuing real estate, but not going to college. Uh, my parents were definitely a big help. My mom is like totally on board. She's like, yeah, don't go to college. You, you got this. My dad is a little bit different, but he was also supportive about it. So I'm lucky to have parents like that because I know a lot of people have very strict parents in the sense that it's more, no, you're going to college because I said so. So what are you doing right now? Are you finishing up school? Are you doing school? Like, How are you spending your days? Well, I pretty much fully devote my time now to learning and networking because I, I finished school. You're finished school. So why networking? because I see the value in meeting people and creating relationships for the future. And also because I want to pursue syndication, it's very, very difficult to do it without meeting people. Why do you say that? Because it's a relationship-based business and a trust-based business. So whether you are on either side, so if you're raising money, you need to network with investors. If you're asset managing, you need to talk to your property manager, lender, insurance, all those. So it's really all about building trust with people. So you're looking for people to put on your team. You're looking for capital. Anyone else that you're looking to network with? But people to partner with. Okay. Talk more about that. Yeah, definitely. I know you've said this in the past that partnering is a faster, it's a way to get a bigger deal faster. And I'm trying to, I'd like to do that because you know, I want to remove all the stops and go all in, but I need someone else's experience and help to do that because even though I have no experience, it's still good to have someone to go with you on the journey. Yeah. So now why did you, so we're talking about networking and now why did you sign up for mentoring exactly? Because here's the thing, I used to be young like you and yeah, maybe I was a little more arrogant than, than you were. I also had more money. This was when I was like 25 years old. 
you know, I, I went through a software IPO, had a bunch of money, and I was like, and then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I was like, man, I gotta get me some passive income, you know, and just like that, you know, and so I just got went into business all by myself. I never even bothered to get a mentor, and as and 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 that was a catastrophic failure. Subsequently, lost everything. Now, why did you get a mentor? Is that something that someone advised you? You just said, hey, this is a great thing to do. And it's also not inexpensive, right? So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go get a mentor at the local 7-Eleven. Like, you know, so why did, why did you get a mentor? Well, I will say it was a big step because even for someone like me, it, it was still hard to say, well, you can't do this on your own. You should probably seek help. And so naturally, I wanted to just pursue by myself. I'm thinking, well, if I don't partner with anyone, I get more equity, which means I get more money. And if I don't get a mentorship, then I save money, right? But I think it's more thinking long-term. And so I had been hearing lots and lots of people reading books and watching videos, people all saying mentorship is the way to go. You should have someone to push you and to help you so that you make less mistakes. And so I really, I started to see the value in it and it was a big trigger to pull, but I pulled the trigger and I said, this is what I need. This is right for me. What did your parents think of that? I mean, the other question is, how did, how did you afford it? Did you have money saved up? Did your parents help out? I had money saved up. Uh, my grandpa left me like a little bit of money. It wasn't a crazy amount of money. Like I'm not sitting on millions, although I, it would be nice. So it was really money set aside for college. And I guess because I didn't go to college, it made sense to pursue it on another learning opportunity. And so once again, my mom was like 110% on board. So that was great. It took a little bit of convincing with my dad, but he also got on board now. Yeah, so maybe he's a little, little bit more traditional. Uh, my my wife's a little more traditional. I'm a little bit more. Hey, you know, let's let's do what what makes sense, and it may not be college. And so, the uh, bottom line is, it just requires a conversation, right? Which is what sounds like what you what you had. So it's almost as cool. It's almost like syndication mentoring as a substitute for college. I love that. I think more people should look at. Hey, what do you want to do? And then take those classes, take that mentorship for, for whatever you want to do. And, you know, look, if you want to be an attorney or a doctor, okay, you got to go to college, right? There's no, you know, course you can take online or sign up with some kind of mentor to help you become a doctor. You got to go to school. All right, I get that. But be clear about what you want. And actually, I forgot to ask you this. What what do you want? I mean, the solution was real estate, syndication, passive income. But why? What is it? Is there a particular lifestyle that you're after? Obviously, I, I mean, I've done enough learning and listening to podcasts that I know that sitting on the beach for the rest of my life is not where I want to be. I would like to live a life of significance that you were talking about a couple episodes ago. And so what I love, and I, I have, I've developed my personal why statement. So I know why. Go ahead. Do you have it? It is to lead others to freedom so that together we can positively impact our world. And so I love teaching and I love leading because that's, it's just one of those principles that's been ingrained in me. And so I would love to use resources from, you know, building resources from real estate to go and teach other people how to do the same and how to, you know, break out of the system because there's, you know, everyone has a job and everyone seems to be chained and that's not fun. So I'd love to teach people how to go along that path. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a that's a that's a great why right out of the gate. That's that's amazing. Back to mentorship. I mean, how are you going to get the most out of your mentorship, right? So you're working a full time with a syndicator who owns upwards of five hundred a thousand units, and how how do you feel the how, how you get the most out of that that uh, working with that person? Well, on the past few calls, because we do weekly calls, biweekly calls, we've kind of just been going over like next steps. So kind of planning what the future is going to look like. So I will do something, we'll check in and then set up the next couple of weeks to see what that looks like. 
So this past couple of weeks, it's really been setting up for talking to investors because that's something I haven't done yet. I haven't spoken to any investors or potential investors yet. And so I'm really leveraging my mentor's knowledge to go into these conversations already knowing what I need to say instead of trying to figure it out and then you know messing up the first few conversations. I go in with a fresh perspective because it's you know something I've never done before. Yeah, I think there's 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 kind of two phases of, of of mentorships. One is kind of the setup, the learning, and the practicing, right? So I think what he has you doing now is 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 talking to people probably that you already know and and who may not be in a position to invest, and it doesn't matter because it's all about the activity and getting practice, not so much about the actual outcome. Once you do it for a month or two, at that point it shifts and you become more competent, more confident, and that's when you can start talking to to newer people and things of that nature. And the real value of a mentor really is when you get close to a live deal. Like that's where the value of a mentor really shines, because you know you're about to make an offer, you're about to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're like, man, I want to make sure I've got this right. What am I missing, right? So the value of the mentor really helps in, in that respect. Also to help really in trying to get your, your mindset right if you're thinking small, for example, right? If you're dealing with someone who's got a thousand unit portfolio and you're hemming and hawing over a five unit, they're going to go, come on, Alex, you can do a little better than a five, can't you? And you're like, oh, maybe, <laughs> you know? So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I think that kind of reminds me, there's this, real, there's this quote about mentorship that I really like. And it goes, a fool never learns from his mistakes. A smart person learns from his mistakes, and a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. I have no idea where that quote came from, but that's just my favorite quote because you know, strive to learn how to be wise. So I want to learn from the mistakes of my mentor rather than going and making stupid mistakes of my own. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I made plenty of mistakes, and and had I had a mentor, I would have been able to avoid all that stuff. And also, you get these ideas from people who are experienced that you it would take you months to figure out that same. I've made that that experience more than a couple times is talking to people who are at a different level. And you're like, you can do what? How? You're like, this blows my mind right now. So yeah, so that's that's pretty cool that you have ability to work with someone like that. And uh, so what, what we're going to do, we're going to do a grand experiment on you, on you, Alex, which of course will flop miserably if you never get a deal done. Now, so here's a big question. Your interview, Alex, do you have what it takes? I have more than what it takes, Michael. I'm 100% all in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell me more. What more do you want? Like, what do you well, want to know? I, well, I want to know if I should air this podcast, right? So, so if you're listening to this right now, then obviously I decided Alex has what it takes, and we're going to follow you along. But you know, like for example, you have a very strong why. You have some 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 motivation there. But you know, after about two or three months, you know, it gets a little tedious. You're doing the same thing over. You're just analyzing another deal. You're talking to another investor. You know, and maybe you don't have anything to show for. You know, you're not, none of the deals are penciling, all the whatever. You're just disappointed, discouraged, right? And it's very easy to crawl back into the shell that you came from, whatever, and just say, hey, you know, maybe this works for others, but it doesn't work for me. And so when you're having a bad day, imagine yourself getting up and you've, you know, you've had a discouraging day the last couple of days, whatever. And what's going to keep you going and keep hitting the phones? I want to say having my why is really what kind of pushes me forward because I know what I want. I'm able to think more long-term when I look at it from a purpose perspective rather than, oh, well, I'm not making money right now because I don't have a deal. Well, money will come after you know your purpose is fulfilled. And so I think consistency is really what really matters to me, even though I might you know in three months be like drudging because I'm not getting anything done. I feel like I'm doing the same thing every day. 
I think consistency and doing it every single day, even if I don't want to, that's what's really going to get me from zero to one deals done. You know what? I didn't even tell you to say that, but that's exactly right, Alex. It's consistency that is the secret of of, of success. I, I had Grant Cardone on the on the podcast last year, I think, and I asked him, hey, what's your secret to success? And I thought I, he'd say, well, my plane and my Bentley. No, <laughs> he literally said consistency, which I was a bit surprised by because consistency is not a very exciting thing. It's like you're doing the tedious thing every single day without any you know potential outcome for success and you do it anyway. And that's exactly right. So if you can stay consistent, anybody listening to this, that is the, the, the thing is consistency, doing things that may be tedious or boring or repetitive or, or possibly even hopeless. And there's a great book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Equation. And if you've read that one, read that one because he redefines goal setting. Because normally we're taught that you know goals have to be smart. They have to be specific, uh, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based, right? And that it's almost correct. The problem with a time-based one is that we set deadlines. And, you know, if you're doing something small, like I'm going to go to the grocery store today. Well, okay, that's a probably a very achievable goal you can do today because you control the outcome. You go to the car, you go to the grocery store and blah, blah. But if your outcome is I'm going to do my first deal, you don't control the timing of that outcome because there's too many variables outside of your control. I mean, there's a little bit of good luck and bad luck involved, right? You could have your next deal tomorrow. It could be in 13 months from now, right? So the only thing that Hal argues you can, you can do is control the activity that you do. And that you control. You can say, I can, I'm going to make five phone calls. I'm going to do three emails. I'm going to talk to one person, right? So you control that activity. You don't control the outcome. So you can't say, well, you can't, you can say anything you want, but you, you can't insist on, hey, I want to have my first deal by the end of the year. Well, how do you know? Like, it's not really a realistic goal and worse. Let's say the end of the year comes and goes and you haven't done your first deal, right? A lot of people become discouraged. They're like, oh, I gave myself six months, end of the year, and now it's here, and I'm a loser, and, you know, and they give up. Versus, you know what, I'm going to commit to analyzing one, two deals every quarter, every single week, and I'm going to talk to one investor every single week. I'm just going to do that, just blindly, do it, do it, do it, do it. And if you do that, my gosh, if it takes six months, great. If it takes 18 months, who cares? Because you know that those activities will lead to an outcome. Right. And I, I think that's really powerful. So I think yeah, if you can do that, even on the bad days, you will get through that because you, you will you will eventually get that outcome. So that's that's pretty cool. So what, here's what we're going to do, Alex, since it sounds like maybe you passed muster and this might actually air. So, so he, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do kind of a grand experiment where we're going to follow you along, kind of like reality TV show. And we're going to post whatever you do. You're going to record yourself and you're going to talk into the camera, talk to the audience. Hey, today I had a really cool day. I visited a property. Right, today I had kind of a bad day. I don't really feel like getting out of bed. Here's what happened. So it's going to be kind of the, the, raw, the raw journey of a syndicator is literally starting from scratch, okay? And this is what I love that. Well, we picked you because you're so daggone young, right? I mean, there's a lot of people you can say, well, if you're 35 years old, you can borrow your track record from your last 15 years. You have a network. You have some resources. You know, you don't really have any of that. And worse, you're super young. And who in the world is going to actually take you seriously? Because you look like you're 12, okay? So perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, if you can do it, Anyone can do it, and age doesn't matter. And what the the lesson here is that you will find everyone listening to this is going to find is it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, doesn't matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have, what experience you have, what you don't have. It doesn't really matter. 
you just need a strong why and, and, a, and a certain degree of hustle, which which you have. And so we're just going to follow you along. We're going to post stuff on our social media channels. It'll be on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, God forbid. And so we're just going to follow you along, kind of like in real time and see how, how you're doing and, and watch you. So why did you think that was a good idea, Alex? Well, I think it's more of an accountability project. It's good to teach others, but it's also going to keep me accountable very well because God forbid you let down thousands of people, right? So, but not only that, because of my why is more aligned with teaching, I love teaching people. And so if one other person, if even just one other person says, I want to do that, and I'm going to follow Alex because he's doing that, then that's a win for me. Yeah, I love that. What what concerns do you have? Well, I'd say my concerns are probably time frame that, you know, maybe I'm making videos for a crazy amount of time and I just still have nothing to show for it, like we were just saying with the goals. Yeah. Well, look, you're going to have a pretty big audience watching you. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, the day you say, you know, I quit, I'm done. Whew, that's a tough decision to make. And th this sure. is why I love accountability partners, right? The more accountability partners you have, the harder it is to quit. Like if you had a partner, or let's say you're married, right? You're married and, you know, you're like, well, honey, I, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go back to a job. What the plan was becoming, you know, getting her out of a job and getting you out of a job. Well, you, know, you got to let her down. If you have a, a big mission where, you know, we had one guy who was talking about he wanted to start his own school. And that was something that was really, well, you need money for that. And you can't have a full-time job for it. So if he fails, you know, he's going to impact dozens, if not hundreds of kids that he now can't reach because he can't have a school. And so that puts a lot of, you know, good pressure on you. I think I think that's that's great. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So to keep up with Alex's journey, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and then subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that's where you can track what Alex is up to, how he's feeling, struggles, breakthroughs, highs and lows, you name it. We're going to bring it to you on our social profile. So Alex, thank you so much for joining us here today. We can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. All right, there you have it. Our youngest uh, mentoring student, Alex Madero, uh, to follow him, uh, to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be posting long form and, uh, and short form things on all those social media channels. To, you can see kind of raw what he's doing right now. What's he up to? How's he feeling? Uh, the struggles he has, the breakthroughs, highs and lows, you name it. Okay, we're going to publish it all and we're bringing it on our social media channel. So follow us and follow Alex as uh, on his journey. And hopefully along the way, we'll be able to learn a whole lot about uh, about how we can get started yourself. So if you're interested in mentoring yourself, and uh, and Alex did join our mentoring program, check us out at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. And it all started with a, with a phone conversation with us to see if mentoring is, is right. And it's got to be a mutual fit as well. And we'd love to have a conversation with you about mentoring. If you value that, you want to scale faster and avoid some of the biggest mistakes, check us out here on themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. So I hope you were inspired by this by young Alex. I certainly I was. And man, I'm going to have to get on TikTok myself just to see what he's up to. So hopefully you'll join me. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com slash vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.